I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Ahoy! And joining us live from Australia, the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. And I'm actually from New Zealand, and you never confuse an Aussie and a Kiwi. Oh, yeah. This is true. That was a transgression beyond measure by me. We have been uh, canceled down under. Yes. Wow. Uh, it, it was like an authentic Australian. Was really uh, Yeah. The, I've revealed my location to the audience. It's from yeah. down under. Yes. Oh, man. The shrimps and the Barbies and Crocodile Dundee and all of it. Yes. My bad Australian gets to a bad Boston real quick. Chowda. T- t- today we are all from New Zealand, at least those of us with Xboxes. <laughs> yes. Uh, for those of you who are not in the know, as it were, uh, you can change your settings on Xboxes to pretend that you are much further ahead in time than you really are. And that lets you play Cyberpunk 2077 right now. So we had to pry L away from the game in order to record this broadcast. And then once this is over, he will return to Night City, where I will be in about 10 hours. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you're re- what you're really, what you're failing to mention is that what you're actually pulling me from is my totally legitimate trip to New Zealand, which I am on right now, despite the COVID <laughs> restrictions. I definitely did not just change the settings in my, uh, video game console to play this game early. I'm totally in New Zealand currently. Yep. And, uh, that's just the way it is. You know, shit is hobbity. It's, that's just the way it is. Shit is hobbity and cyberpunky. It's a weird mix. <laughs> yeah. And all <laughs> And also, absolutely no fucking COVID because New Zealand handled their shit and took care of it. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, way to go, uh, com- countries with functioning governments. So uh, beyond all that, we're going to get into all kinds of madness involving QAnon. And that, of boom, course, boom, boom. warning people about the nature of QAnon and how terrible it is. Unless my computer explodes. Well, this is, this is some scintillating live podcast happening yeah. right now. I could just do them. 
You got it, or we can just I can just do it from memory. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Yeah. That is DIY podcasting at its finest, or my computer just deciding it rebooted last night and forgot all of its uh, programs and how they work, which was wonderful. Uh, anyhow, you know, they, you know what they say about bad carpenters, Mike. <laughs> oh yes, I am the worst of carpenters. You have no. <laughs> you idea. are a very bad carpenter. I'm incredibly bad at carpentry, <laughs> which is apropos because we're we're in this carpentry season. <laughs> that's, that's what Christmas is about, right? It's, it's yes. a celebration of carpenters. It's, I yeah. wondered if that was a Christmas reference. I was like, is he talking about Christmas? Yep. Hey, that was the vocation of our Lord and Savior before he became the Lord and Savior, as it were. He was just like fixing stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm also the son of God. And we just went down that road, as it were, because that's what you, you can change vocations that way. You can go from like locksmith to carpenter to messiah. You, there, there's like schools. You can be trained up, educated in those paths. It's, it's pretty cool. It's not bad. Yeah. So uh, anyways, if you enjoy blasphemy and horrifying uh, talk about uh, people drinking blood of scared children in order to gain eternal life, and you think this stuff is really funny or interesting or entertaining, uh, please feel free to throw a few dollars our way at uh, patreon.com slash poker politics. If we're not worthy of your cold, hard cash, please give your money to uh, love146.org, an anti-human trafficking organization that actually does the work that QAnon is lying about. And finally, throw all kinds of money at the Georgia runoffs because Democrats controlling the Senate might mean we get stimulus checks and COVID relief instead of having Mitch McConnell hold up everything because he wants, if, if, before any of you get a red cent or a nickel from Congress, he wants you to be unable to sue your employers if you get COVID and die while working because that's what matters to that fucking prick. And because of our beautiful American system of government, one asshole from Kentucky gets to skull fuck all of us and there's nothing we can do about it unless we win these elections. Ain't that the truth? And if you're yeah. a Georgia conservative, just don't vote. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. just it, it, the, the, elections, votes, the votes are rigged. So yeah, the, the election's rigged. Don't worry about it. Yep, it's all rigged. Uh, George Soros controls your voting machines. You can't possibly win. Uh, can't win, don't try. Stay home. Write in Donald Trump's name if you're feeling frisky. But yeah, just, just <laughs> absolutely do not cast a real vote. Because that'd be the worst I thing. I didn't Nugent's name. A vote for yeah. the Nuge is a vote for America. <laughs> if you're a conservative in Georgia. Yeah, or conservative yeah. anywhere, really. If you're a liberal, there are like real actual candidates you can vote for. Uh, yes. But if you're a conservative, the Nuge. The Nuge. Nuge, Nuge, Nuge 2020, Nuge 2024, Nuge forever. Always, always Nuge. So, um, yeah, <laughs> having uh, tried to ha having tried to aggressively uh, vote tamper in Georgia and all of that other good st stuff that we've done, it's time to talk about what's happening recently with the internet death cult you all know and love. What's everyone's favorite death cult been up to this past week? It's time for cues in the news. Uh, so the first thing that happened was there was this big celebration because uh, the Death Star got blown up again. <laughs> Yay! So, oh, thank God! Yo, Job! <laughs> Yo, Job! I thought you said Yo, Joe. <laughs> yeah, the GI Joe stormed the Death Star, and yeah. uh, it's over now. Yeah. So. Um, 
there had been all this talk in QAnon and in some QAnon adjacent right wing circles that losing all of these endless cases in state courts and state Supreme Courts and federal courts was all a cunning plan to yeah. just get to the Supreme Court. Where win by losing. Yes, win by losing, get to the Supreme Court, and then the rigged Supreme Court will <laughs> give victory to Trump and his campaign. And literally, just hand the hand the election to the uh, to the Republicans because that's a thing that you can do by the letter of the law. And so uh, Pennsylvania's case that finally made it to the Supreme Court got rejected out of hand with no written dissents. No one said anything about it, and uh, so they are not going to get an injunction for relief. So that none of that was going to happen. So it looked like QAnon's last best hope of overthrowing this election. Uh, was di- was dashed, but along came the great state of Texas, stumbling drunk out of the bar. Don't mess with Texas. Woo! <laughs> Don't trade on me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mess Don't- with Texas. Oh, Only God. Texas is allowed to mess with you. Yes. So uh, Texas, like best barbecue in the country. How could you possibly step to them? You shut yeah. up. You shut your <laughs> shut your dirty mouth. When I said they had the fourth. Well, you oh, want me to fourth. Put, you, oh, fourth. I heard. I heard. We have a fucking lower. Wow. Sarge revealing his blistery hatred of Texas. Yes. <laughs> I did live there. I was stationed there. Yeah. So um, they had. So Texas runs in in the 11th hour. And the best part about all of this is that QAnon was just like, oh, yeah, this was the plan the whole time when no one knew they were going to do this until now. And they just pretty much came up with the most cockamamie bullshit lawsuit possible saying other states voted for Biden and that makes us sad. So please, Supreme Court, make them not vote for Biden. And um, there's this legal um, idea called standing where you have to kind of be the aggrieved party. And there's really no way for Texas to say, hey, we don't like that Wisconsin ran an election via Wisconsin's rules. We don't like that Pennsylvania ran an election via Pennsylvania's rules. So, like, the whole idea that Texas could, like, literally stick their noses in other states' business is kind of a thing that the Supreme Court doesn't give a fuck about. Forgive me if I'm wrong about this, but this seems like the definition of a state's rights issue, right? Like, these are states governing themselves? Yes, this is absolutely a crystal clear Tenth Amendment issue where, and states run their own elections, literally. That's how it works. Do you want to, do you want to remind me again where the, where Republicans allegedly stand on states' rights? Are they pro or against? Very Uh, against. Very uh, against. uh, Classically, Republicans want bigger government. Republicans, bigger. Republicans crave the 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 federal government's boot the on their neck. Yes, at all times they defer to the federal government in all issues. I mean, it, it sure seems that way. Once Donald Trump's fucking orange ass hit the seat in the Oval Office, right? All of a sudden, Republicans everywhere were just like aggressively cradling the balls while sucking off the the federal government. They're just like, oh, our guy's in charge. Oh, federal government, give it to us, please, Daddy. Yeah. Now, now he's on his way out, and uh, you know a new daddy is coming, and these littles don't like this new daddy. Not so much. No, <laughs> little, little little fetish ref for for our, for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm not just pop culture references, baby. Your boy L gets into some dark shit on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> 
L cracking out the tour browser for this episode of the podcast. Oh yeah, dude. I'm about Silk I'm about the totally legitimate Silk Road right now. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to order always- you guys want any people? L, L it's always the FBI. It's always no, it's good. The FBI, the FBI took down the site, and then it just popped back up after a month with, yeah. with for no reason. It's totally legit now. Anyway, you guys, what you guys want to put? They're, they're doing a two for one sale on assassinations. All you have to do is give them your social. Anybody want to yeah. jump on this? <laughs> Sounds good. Oh man, I can't wait. Um, so this, so this Texas lawsuit. The main reason, why, and, and uh, QAnon immediately thought that it was like a, the, the Supreme Court agreed to hear this case because they saw some screen grabs on the internet of a thing that looked like that. But in reality, all the Supreme Court did was docket the case because uh, in our beautiful system of federalism, uh, hot state-on-state action actually just goes directly to the Supreme Court. There's none of this, like, go to state court, go to federal court, go to circuits, yada, yada, yada. Like, this is the kind of case that actually does go directly to the Supreme Court. But they still have to agree to hear the case. They still have to grant the literati, <laughs> as it were. What? And they have not done this. And and these kinds of cases are incredibly rare. And the Supreme Court fucking hates hearing them because the moment they have to settle an issue like this, they are kind of opening the Pandora's box about like what what punch can one state throw at another? And they don't want a lot of those punches to be legal. So generally speaking, when the Supreme Court steps in, it's only when like two states are just fucking totally refusing to fucking be coherent and that's usually something to do some with irreconcilable like differences yes and it usually has to do with like waterways and shit like that like one state up river from another state wants to build a dam yeah. and the other thing like no fucking way that's gonna cut off our water and then the two states like have an argument and they have to go to the supreme court to fucking get resolution this isn't the kind of thing where uh, Texas, which is kind of in the south and kind of far away from, say, Pennsylvania, can be like, hey, Pennsylvania, like there's no Pennsylvania waterway or trade route or anything between the two of us. But I don't like the way you voted. So fucking change your voting system or something. So the odds of the Supreme Court would ever uh, like agree to hear this are like next to zero. And then beyond that, uh, the other problem is, is that they could never give Texas what they want in quote unquote relief, because that would basically be the Supreme Court saying, oh, yeah, we're just going to disenfranchise like 30 million Americans by declaring the votes in like five, four or five different states invalid. That's something that wouldn't like have and that would be that would be like actual Civil War two shit. That would be like, right. Several, and, several other states have joined in on this. Yeah. Uh, well, the other states are like uh, the other states. People are saying they're in on it, but we, I haven't seen any actual um, statements that they've actually filed alongside. What's probably more likely is they're just going to file amicus briefs saying, "Yeah, Texas is totally right about this," and then the Supreme Court will wipe their asses with all of that and then throw all of it in the trash. Like uh, Trump was, Trump like tweeted out, "We're intervening in this uh, lawsuit by Texas." And it's like, you're a private citizen. You can't intervene in the lawsuit. Again, you could like yell at Bill Barr to write an amicus brief. But again, that doesn't mean shit because the legal <laughs> the legal principles here are fucking crystal clear. And 
you're basically just asking the Supreme Court to stage a coup on your behalf, which I really don't think they're that interested in doing so. Uh, and I don't think that really anyone else is interested in seeing them do it. So what's probably going to happen is the Supreme Court's just going to kind of like let this thing sit, let the Electoral College vote, and then sometime like probably after Christmas, they'll just be like, yeah, we're dismissing this because we can't unring the bell. The The election <laughs> happened. The Electoral College happened. We're good. Catch you all later. And um, catch you on the flippy floppy. And, and, and like, so this, uh, this like Texas lawsuit, this is, this is sort of like the, the three card Monty move uh, for uh, the, the QAnon supporters, right? Because they immediately, like they had their eyes laser focused on where they thought the Pennsylvania lawsuit was going. And now Texas lawsuit is here and Texas lawsuit is uh new daddy. I'm just going to go back to that. Well, cause it couldn't think of anything. <laughs> yeah. now, now Texas lawsuit is new daddy. Yeehaw! Yes. Oh God. It, <laughs> and and the, the thing that's like really uh, hilarious about all of this is that uh, the Pennsylvania lawsuit literally, had all the same pissing and moaning that the Texas lawsuit had, but it was like only limited to Pennsylvania. And the Supreme Court was like, we have no interest in hearing this lawsuit about Pennsylvania. So the idea that the Supreme Court wants to hear the same complaints about four or five other states is like rich. It's really hilarious that like anyone thinks that this is something the Supreme Court wants to touch a hundred foot pole. So, so where, do, where does the planet of New Texas fall? Um, <laughs> I love the planet in New Texas. The planet in New oh. Texas is great, and for those of you listening at home who have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, this is my deep cut of the week, and then like soundboard, like sound great. or whatever. No, I, I I forgot. I can't joke about soundboard. Start to pull one up. And yeah, start to pull up the zoo crew. <laughs> yeah. For those, of, for those of you keeping score at home, that was my deep cut of the week. And if you don't get it, go ahead and Google search yourself "Planet of New Texas." <laughs> That's something I'll have to do after the show as well. Um, the the other thing that's really been funny about all of this is uh, the smooth-brained uh, legal experts in QAnon uh, began aggressively parroting uh, <laughs> something that either came that uh, apparently it originally came from the pandemic war room, which is where indicted and soon-to-be convicted felon Steve Bannon. Uh, puts his uh, headset on his greasy hair and uh, unbuttons his nine shirts as he uh, talks about how Trump's totally going to win this thing. And uh, apparently Bannon or one of his guests um, or co-hosts made a statement that was then parroted by the Trump legal team that then entered into the hive mind of QAnon. And they all said it in all of their tweets for the past two days that the only, and this is the quote, the only fixed date between election day and uh, after election day that matters in the Constitution is January 20th when the new president is sworn in. And this is their way of saying that like every other benchmark you see is bullshit because the Constitution doesn't have a quote unquote fixed date for any of them. So uh, don't worry about nothing until you see some old white guy put his hand on the Bible on January 20th. Just just go to bed <laughs> and be positive that Trump's going to be the old white guy doing that on January 20th. What these assholes refuse to uh, tell their listeners is that the, the, uh, the Constitution is written in incredibly old-timey lingo about this shit, and the whole fixed date thing is nonsense because... Our elections are in the Constitution written being as 
they'll be the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. So it's not a fixed date, but it's still a constitutional schedule. And the Electoral College meets on the first Monday after the second Wednesday in December. So again, no fixed date, but absolutely a schedule as per written by the Constitution. So this talking point is disingenuous and a lie by omission. And, I, also, uh, I, I love I, I love that uh, like so many because I saw you posting about this on Twitter, and yeah. I, I love how many of these like uh, like QAnon supporter chaps uh, were on there like parroting that same like pretty much like word for word talking point because th- like that move is a mainstream media move like they, they they allegedly hate the mainstream media or like the lamestream media or whatever the fuck they want to call Mock- it now Mockingbird media yeah whatever <laughs> uh, like. So, you know, John Oliver will make supercuts of that happening. It'll be like because like, you know, but look, local media affiliates are owned by like, you know, larger media conglomerates or whatever. And they yeah. send out fucking copy. And that copy is expected to be read on air by the 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 people. So what you get are these supercuts of news anchors from across the country saying the exact same line. And yeah, the, the the Deadspin Sinclair uh, thing where they're they, like, you have like 40 different news anchors all saying the same droning thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so, you know, it, it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch the QAnon supporters taking a mainstream media move and like getting, getting their copy from on high and then just parroting it. Like it would be different if they were just retweeting something, right? If it was just a retweet, but it's not, they, they're making it look like they're composing this tweet when they're really <laughs> copying and pasting from a document that was just like, like somebody somewhere was just like, yo, these are our talking points. Also, right. while we're on the subject, all right, listeners, make sure that no QAnon supporters hear this, because I'm about to I'm about to give them some <laughs> of my keen insight as a way to actually secure this election for Donald Trump. If the Electoral College thing is a constitutionally mandated day that's like, you know, the first Wednesday after the second Tuesday in December or whatever it actually is, all Donald Trump has to do Change the calendar, baby. Boom. The United States is now using a different calendar than the, <laughs> than, than the established one. December is now 11 months and 30 days from now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the month of December is now known as the month of Trump. Yeah. Uh, it's now, March. Yes. So the, so the Electoral College no longer has to meet because it does not have a time frame to meet in. So uh, we're good here. Uh, oh, yeah. Over. Like, I didn't even think of that. I was talking about moving December. <laughs> You're talking about abolishing December. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Like, uh, there we go. Like, that's why none of y'all, that's why none of y'all of my beautiful babies can be talking to QAnon supporters because. Like, listen to that hot technique. That's some savage technology I discovered. I went digging through the singles bin and I found that hot tech for the new uh, problem that has happened in the meta. And it turns out it's just abolishing December. Yes. Like, uh, (laughs) you are that DJ who was playing the terrible A side for Vanilla Ice and then actually flipped it over and played the B side, which was Ice Ice Baby. And you thus made that man's career and destroyed music. So boo on you. But... That's that's the technology else. Yeah, w- w- without me, we would never have gotten the ninja rap. Yes, exactly. Ninja, ninja. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, we've um, yeah we've had the we've had QAnon's endless complaining about the quote unquote mainstream media four a.m. talking points, and then they themselves just grab a talking point from Uncle Steve 
And the Trump legal team even put it in one of their uh, press releases. So if they didn't get it from Bannon. They got it from the Trump legal team. Uh, of of whom one of them is currently uh, getting the uh, aborted fetus treatment in a hospital because Uncle Rudy has COVID and he's in real bad shape. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah, and allegedly he's getting the the high grade. He's getting the high grade shit. That oh, he's getting the high test, the unleaded. The... Yeah, yeah, he's getting the super premium. They're pumping him full of it. You got to pay an extra seventy five cents for that per gallon, and. Uh, there's no word on what Jenna Ellis is using for her treatment, but she also tested positive. So, uh, the I love legal- it. somewhere in the world, Rudy Giuliani is like wiping the greasy sweat from his brow, uh, <laughs> while lo- looking at a, looking at two side-by-side buttons that determine the fate of some like 12 year old girl in front of them. And one of them is has sex with her. And the other one is harvest her blood for COVID treatment. And he's just like dab, dabbing his forehead with a handkerchief. <laughs> How's QAnon not talking about the fact that we are getting a COVID vaccine and the politicians are going to have to decide who gets the vaccine first, having what would literally be called in other places death panels? Like, how are they not like they can make so much hay out of that? They're just so deeply focused on the dumbest thing they can't win. Because uh, they're just busy screaming and yelling about the election, and they can't talk about vaccines in the government because if they were to talk about vaccines in the government, they would have to acknowledge that Trump is like, this is my vaccine, and I got it through, and it's great. It's going to save all your lives, and uh, can we have a mulligan on the election because I came up with a vaccine? And like QAnon and the vaccine are bad, but Trump likes the vaccine, so like they can't square that circle. They can't try to uh, rationalize uh, how their God Emperor is aggressively pro-vaccine when like they would rather like just die than take the vaccine. So like any I company- feel like a, a lot of Americans are, are, are willing to die rather than take a vaccine. <laughs> and on the one hand, it's like good for them. exercise their right to check out early. you know, that's cool and all. but at the same time, it, it's, it says a lot about us as a culture. It is really, it's it's really frustrating. But the thing that I, I I kind of like hang my hat on is when you whine about your mask, like everyone else who's wearing the mask, kind of like gives you the bro fist and the solidarity, and masks suck and they're bad, and no one's happy about it. So like when you're in the casino after a few hours, it's below your nose, no one yells at you, whatever. You can kind of get away with it, but. In like six, seven months when the vaccine is like a real thing and lots of people are getting the shot and whatnot, will you, you're going to go to like the establishment and they're going to card you for your vaccine uh, confirmation. And if you don't have it, you're not going to get in. And being carded is just something that we in society have accepted. It's a part of like how you get into buildings like bars and concerts and whatnot. So you're not going to be able to complain about not being able to see your sports ball team play the sports ball because you didn't get the shot and you refuse to like do it. And they won't, and they won't in if you don't get guarded and people are going to be like, Hey, you're a fucking idiot. Get the shot moron. Like all of that sympathy you get over, I got to wear this mask and grumble rumble. That's going to go right out the window when the vaccine's like prevalent and everyone's just like, yo, idiot, get the shot and go see the sports ball team. How many of these anti-mask people do you suppose uh, would have been 
on the streets of New York on December 12th yelling at people for wearing masks? Any of them? Mm-hmm. Somewhere between zero and, I don't know, less than zero? Oh, uh, well, it, it, because was... it, Because our enemy this time around is an invisible virus. Any measures we take to do it are trampling all over their freedom. But meanwhile, these people are, are certainly not getting arrested, protesting, taking their shoes off at airports and shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's an enemy they hate. And anything, any sort of uh, kabuki theater we can do to reinforce Islamophobia is good and right. And we need to continue to do that in their minds. Whereas uh, they can't hate a virus in a way that's like pleasing to them because um, it's just not a, it's not an other, it's not a group of people they can victimize or demonize for it. If, if these, if QAnon could blame the virus on a group of people, I mean, they try, they call it the China virus, like the Wuhan flu, Kung flu, all of Trump's racism. Like, that's an attempt to like get that delicious racism they need into the, the conversation. Cramming that sweet racist flavor into every conversation. Yes, that's what it's all about. But it's like, get that racism. Yes. Oh, you got to. But even even with that, they just like it, it just wasn't enough to them to like mask up to fight the, the, the China the China virus. They just they're just too lazy and they're too miserable. So they it, they just don't have it in them. But well, so it, some some of them just needed to they they had to con- like save their efforts so that they could join the digital battlefield. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, they, they uh, couldn't be, they couldn't they couldn't be on the battlefield of protecting themselves and others from contracting COVID because they were too busy sitting in their basements like jacking into the matrix with spooky groove for. <laughs> The digital battlefield. Oh yeah, Mike, Mike come on, Agumon, we gotta go dunk on some ribs. <laughs> oh god, Agumon's a good one. Good, good, solid Digimon reference. Mike, should we pour out some rum, some digital rum for oh, our fallen we... digital soldiers? Oh god, the, the, the pour out of forty and your finest rum for uh, the vanquished Julian's rum. He originally lost his avatar because the trailer park boys or whoever has that intellectual property filed a copyright claim against him. So for a couple weeks, he was an angry Pepe frog flipping the bird. And then his whole account got yanked. And uh, of course, QAnon threw a fit because this guy, this guy who is just literally a nut. That's literally all Julian is. He's a crazy nut who decodes this crap. He has way too much time on his hands. He's decoding way too giving way too much credit. Decoding is giving way too much credit. Oh, to- no, no, it's not decoding. I mean, it, it's the it's the scene from Always Sunny where the guy's got this, the cork board and the string, <laughs> trying to he's trying to find something that isn't there. The pro- the problem with the internet is that it allows people to find what they want, and you know sometimes you feel like a nut. The silver lining is sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bazinga. Well, yes. And in, 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 in here, we are the mounds to QAnon's Almond Joy. <laughs> what is and, a metaphor? <laughs> hey, I don't know what a metaphor is, but I'm really uh, I like almonds. So, potential, potential for us to, in fact, be Almond Joy and for QAnon to be mounds. <laughs> mounds is really boring. I mean, it's just like. I, I mean, mean I, I guess QAnon is more entertaining, like more generally exciting than we are. But at the same time, I don't want to be just coconut covered in chocolate. <laughs> You can get that anywhere. <laughs> no, M- M- Mount is an incredibly weak candy. 
yeah, this is the hard <laughs> hitting. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what people. I mean, hey, the people that are listening that have been with us for a while know the score. We're trying desperately to get sponsors. All all of our yeah. off-topic nonsense is completely totally scripted. It seems like it's off the top, but it's not. It's all totally scripted so that we can get sponsored by Mar- Mars Candy. Candy. Please, yeah. Mars Candy, please sponsor us. While we are, give us your goddamn treats. I want them. I will eat so many grass-flavored candy bars filled with coconut. I love coconut as a flavor. Hey, as a texture. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Julian, who is the mounds of uh, QAnon, as it were. Screw that guy. Uh, they do make coconut-flavored rum. Think about it. Hey. Oh, you have more than you know. Good catch, Patriot. So, um, <laughs> boom. So he gets kicked off of Twitter finally, and he goes on Parlor because that's what you do when you're not on Twitter anymore. You join Team Racism on the place where you have to give your social security and a picture of your license to get verified. So when they inevitably uh, get hacked, all of your personal information will be stolen. Uh, he goes on Parlor and he declares that he, he this is his missive. This is his farewell to Twitter. And he's like, I'm not angry about being banned from Twitter. Their desperation brings me peace. That said, I won't be returning to it. I fought like hell for two plus years on that digital battlefield and did my duty as best I knew how. Oh, you did duty all right. Oh, you little big boy did a duty. Uh, I made it longer than I ever expected to. Now digital soldiers must rise up and fight. Um, what a tool. the digital world. What yes. an absolute tool. He's the uh, whole toolbox and shed. Uh, how many? How many uh, days slash weeks in basic do you think that guy would have lasted, Sarge? Oh, I'll give him. I'll give him a whole month. A month. He would have broke after a month. Okay. Uh, President elect Joe M, uh, who you can find hilariously being uh, a weird liberal again on Twitter, because unlike Julian, uh, Joe's an addict who needs Twitter at all times. Uh, Joe replied to him and said, you made it to within an inch of the finish line, Julian. (laughs) Perhaps now you can drink in the next few weeks with an air of tranquility, knowing you made many noble strides for the country in this important battle for the hearts and minds of our deceived fellow citizens. Thank you, Patriot. Storm emoji, American flag emoji, not a wave emoji, because Joe does not know the power of the storm wave. So. Yeah, man. So so it, it's good to see that Julian's Rome went from the digital battlefield to apparently like a digital gentleman's club in 1930s America, where they're just sitting around in like fucking virtual space drinking D- VR brandy and just talking to well, a good chap. He made it to within an inch of the finish line and what, what now, now you can settle the rest of your days in peace. It'll be quite good. I, I just like, I'm, I just love imagining Julian thinking himself like Captain America at the end of Endgame, just reflecting on all the, all he did and the battles that were waged. No fucking way he thinks he's Captain America at the end of Endgame. He gives that shield to a black man, Mike. <laughs> he passes that mantle to a black guy. You were giving Julian Drum way too much credit. Passing up an equally qualified white man. Yes. The, 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 fir- the first time uh, fucking the, the, the trailer for uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon 
uh, drops and it shows Anthony Mackie holding Captain America shield and or in a Captain America uniform, people like Julian Zorm are going to shit their entire colon into their diaper. <laughs> this, this is absolutely true. There's going to be so much complaining. There's going to be so much. Oh, God. Like, so many racist tears. Like I, th- I think he's more like Rocky at the end of Rocky 1, where he loses, but he's beat up at the end, and everybody cheers for him, and that movie sucks, and so does Julian. So. Yeah. Uh, That's right, baby. The Beastie Boys. The Electoral College, and now the Rocky franchise. Shit is weak. It's mad overrated. The only good ones are the newest ones. Don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> the new the new Rocky movie should have been MMA-based because no matter how hard you try to make boxing work as a movie, the punches are just so hammy and over the top. And, like, it's just – you're not blocking. You're just getting cracked in the skull. Yeah, what I want is a 15-minute is a scene of two guys sweatily rolling around on the ground together. <laughs> Hey, it's one real. The other one falls repeatedly. Oh yeah, and everyone get yeah, everyone gets knocked down. There's like a million nine counts. Uh, I, I, Hollywood boxing, Hollywood boxing is slightly better than Hollywood poker because at the very least they understand how it works. But like, oh god, that would and, be and a, there's no one. And there's no one fucking like doing a voiceover explaining to you. It's just like this guy's gonna get hit in the head really hard, and he might get knocked down. <laughs> yeah, <and> it's like. <laughs> Like I understand when I'm watching a poker movie, I understand like that they need to sort of explain to some people that might be seeing the movie what poker is, but it doesn't mean I don't always roll my eyes when they're just like, Oh my god, this is a full house. It totally beats a straight. It's just like yeah. Yeah, I fucking know. I mean, when I watch a baseball movie, you're not just like, and now this guy's gonna throw this ball towards the man with the bat, and he's allowed to swing at it, and he can miss three times. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, yeah, the, the the training wheels they put on poker movies are so aggressive. And then the poker is just always terrible because it's just cold deck over cold deck. There's never any thought. There's never any skill to the game. It's just, I have a monster hand. Oh, yeah, fuck you. I have a bigger monster. He uh, thinks he's going to push me off of this pot with his trips. <laughs> Little does he know that I nutted off that river full house or whatever. Because they also just like to throw in crazy lingo. It's, oh god! It's like anytime in a sports anime, just over explaining everything and just being amazed by what would be a normal. Base. Well, if, if, if they ever did a poker anime, they they would always treat the main character like he was inventing every hand that he played. That's, <laughs> that's a big trope in all those sports anime. Somebody they'll just be like, "Oh my god, it's a it's a fadeaway jump shot!" Whoa! Like like. Like that's some sort of fucking brand new technique that somebody just invented on the court in 2016. Like, oh my god, they call it fear the way jumper. <laughs> There's a there was an uh, an American football anime, I Shield 21, and I genuinely loved when they got to in their season. It's like we have to try something. It's called a hail mary, and everyone's like hail mary, and <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, God. I yeah. Come on, check it out. Yeah. There you go. Sarge, uh, Sarge's anime recommendations. We're an anime about, podcast. Like, now. Dramatic sports yes, anime we are. We're all of these things. Uh, are we still in the news? Voice, so we are. Do, 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 we, do we want to do 10 minutes on The Mandalorian? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're a QAnon podcast. Hey, so there was this lady in Florida who murdered her lawyer, her QAnon lawyers, QAnon lady. Uh, the Daily Beast has a great series of articles on these QAnon mothers who go and kidnap their children back. They're taken away. And then they bring in this now former lawyer because he's dead. 
And he says that through Q, the president told him to set up his own separate legal system. And uh, spoiler warning, this tactic never worked and routinely got the children taken away more because the judge questioned the sanity of someone who would try this legal defense. Uh, Well, this lawyer down in Florida showed up uh, with five bullets in the back in his trailer, which... So you're saying we got a we got a little Q on Q violence down yeah. in, yeah. in Florida? Yeah, yeah the uh, Florida natural F- causes, Florida as, woman, as, as it's referred to, yeah, Florida, uh, Florida natural causes. This is, uh, I mean, this is a merger of like the sovereign citizen movement and QAnon. These are the people who think that there, if there's a gold trim flag in a courtroom, that like, the law is different or not something they actually have to listen to. Um, and this is like one of the dangerous things about QAnon is they'll yeah. take anyone into the movement. There's no, if you believe in something crazy, you can get a seat at the table in QAnon. They will gladly uh, take you in and then take your attention and then your money and then brainwash you to believing the rest of their bullshit. Like people think like, I'm seeing so many people who are like QAnon's becoming an anti-vax movement. It's like, oh no, Q just ate the anti-vax movement. Like whatever dumb bullshit is the the conspiracy theory du jour, uh, that dumb bullshit has been co-opted by QAnon grifters on every imaginable level. Like um, anything that you can conceive of as a way to uh, scam people out of money, there's a QAnon tie to it in some way, shape or form. Like there are QAnon people that will deny the moon landing. There will be QAnon people that are flat earth. It's all out there. Even though Q themselves has said, we've gone to the move and gone to the moon and the earth is round. That doesn't matter because again, Q doesn't actually hold any true uh, authority over his followers. They only listen to him when he confirms their bias. This this was Q crossing over into the sovereign citizen movement, which if you want a fantastic series of YouTube videos of people just getting. That's like a (laughs) 1920s superhero serial. The sovereign. I mean, if the sovereign citizen citizen is a superhero that get taser gets tasered a lot for like mouthing off to cops. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you mean like Phoenix Jones? Damn. You see, I'm, I'm trying to make up for that awkward audio connection thing that happened there a few minutes ago with some uh, glorious, more deep cut references. Yes. To realize <laughs> not, all, not all heroes wear capes. Some of them get hit by tasers. But, um... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. just a true now is an always So, yeah. So the soft citizen movement, it's been around for forever, just like the Illuminati movement's been around for forever. And QAnon's just like, hey, guys, you want to get in the van? Part, like, it's time to go party. Because all they want is to grow their ranks. They just want to have more people in the group. And they don't care how disparate their worldviews are. Like, they'll, they'll hash that out in the end. Because all you really need to have is a general distrust of the government except for Donald Trump. And as long as you can clear that low bar, we're good. You're, 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 you, you are in good standing with QAnon. So uh, come uh, January 20th, 2021, you're going to have a lot of people that are really angry at all of the government. They won't even have to have the exception for Trump in there anymore. And it'll be party time. It will be absolute party time 
for conspiracy. Land. All right. Right before we get to the drops, what are the odds that Trump actually kicks it over to Pence in the final hour, the literal final hour, and gets himself pardoned since they're pretty sure he can't pardon himself? Oh, God. I, I, I mean, like, I would have said a month ago it was like 5%, but man, it feels like those odds are climbing. It just really feels. It just seems like, I mean, God, like the, the, that just seems like such a bold thing. Like a just flying in the face of the actual laws of the, like, you know, like uh, certainly reading the laws of the land by the letter and not the intent. It just seems like the optics are so bad on that for the Republican party. And can you party pardon yourself for crimes that you haven't yet been charged with? Uh, you, you can be, you can be, you can be pardoned for like the acts you have done. Like, cause that was what happened in Watergate was, uh, Ford pardoned Nixon for like basically everything that happened in Watergate. He was like, whatever happened in Watergate, I pardoned Nixon for it to heal the nation. So we don't see a, uh, chief executive officer of the country, uh, cracking rocks as it were. So that was kind of like the, the get out of jail free mulligan, and there's been a lot of uh, like concern that maybe what Ford did to- was it was totally not fucking legal and all that kind of stuff. So we're gonna have to see about that um, down the line. Like, but the self pardon, don't think he can do that. But the idea that he's gonna dip out at like ten thirty that morning, let Pence be president for ninety minutes, bang out the pardons for him, and then let Barton get sworn in. That was crazy talk before, and now it feels less crazy talkish. It's not great. I mean, it's a real weird thing that could be a massive abuse of power that we could be dealing with. It's, it, I, I just read about this last night. Apparently, this has been floated around for a while. I wanted to bring it up real quick. Oh, boy. Let's. Don't worry, y'all. The, the let's get to the drops, somewhere. specifically this hot new drop. Yes, our hero, uh, the savior, the man who's going to uh, free America from the cabal. Nearly nearly a month month after after his his last last communication, besides those three lazy-ass pieces of shit things he threw up there, uh, our boy uh, finally came back from the cold and made some drops, made a drop, and it was literally just a link to a uh, Trump fan video uh, set to uh, We're Not Gonna Take It Anymore by Twisted Sister. So Q is aggressively a boomer. Uh, this was the, like, just the, on a scale of, like, one to a hundred of the laziest possible shit. This is, like, a three. I mean, it's, I guess, slightly less lazy than Durham Q, but that's debatable. So- I would- we're never going to get to Q drop 5,000 if he keeps up this every two weeks deal. I thought for sure when I made that tweet, we were getting to 5,000 any day now. You, you shut your Sarge mouth. This is the only way that we will <laughs> oh, ever no. catch up in Q drops. If, if he gets back to posting Q drops on the regular again, like we will be doing this <laughs> podcast good. until we die. Which will be fine if our fucking sub- <laughs> listeners would finally start supporting us on our Patreon. Mars Candy, politics. please sponsor us. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I'll love now. Tristar Films, who I believe are the people who put out the Blade trilogy, uh, get, slide into the DMs if you're still yeah. a thing. You may have a new Blade movie, Disney. right? With Mahershala Ali. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Uh, yeah, yes. eventually, but I don't want to wait. I want support now. Yes. I want that Blade merchandise oh, right man. now. We're, we're doing the live stream with videos. We got little Blade figurines on our desks. I'd be so good. Yeah, that, that's another thing we need to add to one of our Patreon tiers. I, we yeah, will watch Blade with you. Oh, we will watch Blade, Blade 2, The Blading, and Blade 3, uh, Blade's Revenge. Those are the titles, right? Yes, accurate. Nailed all of them. Oh man! Okay. So yeah. Okay, so so do do we have a voice of Q recording uh, no, for not, this uh, most recent drop? Oh man, is is one of us going to have to do it? Https colon slash slash. Yeah. Because that, that's where we're at right now. Fucking Q literally doesn't even add his input to it. Just the yeah, full copy yeah, pasta. Doesn't right even do the whole thing. Where insert uh, link into text. Like Q couldn't even be bothered to like actually type out. We're not going to take it anymore as a hyperlink. So, do you and think this is Ron or Ron's dad? It, that, I mean, it feels like Jim because of the fact that like it's twisted sister. It's ancient. It fits the boomer way more than it fits the red pilled millennial. Uh, what's really uh, it, it, is there a know, Japanese country version? of that song like has it has Perhaps any japanese they have covered this, we're not, not that think. this this does sound like the original so um it, and it's the video is just such ridiculous just uh trump uh dick sucking just uh all all hail our our orange emperor his glorious godliness all of that crap i mean it's just it's so pathetic i mean it really is incredible that we are um, over a month past the election, now five whole days away from the Electoral College voting, which means like these uh, QAnon is going to be like sitting there, uh, like just crying into their beer, uh, closing their eyes, plugging their ears up, yelling, yeah, la, 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 watching as like Hillary Clinton and Stacey Abrams are going to be holding up, Q, uh, holding up index cards saying Joe Biden's name on them and all this kind of stuff and just like actually having reality punch these people in the dick over and over again and they just have to pretend that it's cool that this is good and we're fine with it i mean it's it's really sad it's just it's just incredibly sad so um but they're not going to take it anymore and there's no other way for they, they, they couldn't have possibly expressed that uh in any other way they were just like we need these 
old fucking men who were old fucking men back when they made this song and now are probably either dead <laughs> or truly geriatric. Uh, dressed like women, of course, hair, because hair that's metal. the like totally in the Republican wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. And uh, we, we, they need to scream at the people yes. how it will no Absolutely. longer be taken. Is Dee Snyder, is that the lead singer to his sister? Who absolutely aggressively is a Trump president. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. I was just about to ask that. I was like, I wonder how old D feels about this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that dressing like a woman part wasn't a joke, so I'm going to go ahead and assume uh, probably not a huge fan of the Republican Party. I mean... Uh, it would be weird for them to just be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I made my bones dressing like a lady back when that was fashionable in the eighties. But now I fucking like, yeah. I hate transgendered folk. It would be, yeah. Oh yeah. Weird, the, oh, it was such the a aggressive weird look. Piv- pivot to hardline social conservatism, Republicanism. Uh, just, oh yeah. I mean, some people do it, but I, I, I didn't peg D no. for one of them. Although I, so, I could have been uh, right. And the other thing is that we're, we're not going to be going drop by drop after number 72. We're actually going to start cherry picking the more delicious ones because, again, the low-hanging fruit is the sweetest. So, Oh, yeah, we, we haven't been cherry, cherry picking yet because the, some of these have just been, like, uh, like bulging uh, with incredibleness. Like the, the, the Q drop 40, yeah. 410, 20, A, B, C, D, E, oh, and then, like, a couple oh, ellipses. Mm. Yeah, Q. That's like the filet mignon of Q drops. We serve at the pleasure of the president, DJT. Oh, baby, <laughs> well, stop talking dirty to me. We were about to play, but uh, yeah. I I couldn't keep my place, but whatever. We'll, we'll hear the voice of Q say it again, and then I'll make my <laughs> orgasm noise again, and we'll edit out the part right there. We're, we're doing none of those things except for listening to Q say it. We serve at the pleasure of the president, DJT. <laughs> They serve. You know, sometimes you get the little, you know, you get the little they after shocks. What? Uh, they serve Q team. They serve this secret military intelligence operation. They serve. I, I, isn't the actual yeah, answer yeah, Big yes, Max? Yes, isn't it his play? Stakes with Petra. We serve Big, Big Max, Max the, president. Of the president. The president gets the Big Mac from us. What did he try to. You know, Big Macs are delicious. Yeah, he, gave, he gave all the football players Burger King, right? DJT, just. I don't remember. I just know he gave fast food. Man, like if that was Burger King. Then, then I, I grossly underestimated the importance of that that kerfluffle because yes. that would be a big kick for the king, right? If the president tapped tapped the the king of burgers instead of the Donalds of Mick to. Serve sort of up oh their greasy God. slop to those athletes. <laughs> Burger King, you can sponsor us too, and I'll receive yeah, my make, make a sequel to Sneak King, slop. the amazing Burger King video game. Arby's can sponsor us if they want to, but I will continue to refer yeah. to their food as greasy slop. I mean, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm only a man. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, Q Drop 43 is actually one of my favorites because this is so aggressively divorced from reality and so like not true that it, it, it's just beautiful. This is an incredible drop. It's short, too, so we have to just breeze right through it. Let's hear it. ...are not meant to scare anyone, but merely inform. Resistance will be dealt with swiftly. The core focus is removing entrenched and fortified bad actors within our federal government past and present 
as well as others. Simply be diligent. Phone numbers will be provided if you witness an uprising or other domestic violence, in addition to 911. Any military scene is for your protection as well as to demonstrate our resolve. Watch for confirmations tomorrow. What the fuck? We're getting... These crimes are not meant to scare, but inform resistance will be dealt with swiftly. Sorry, I don't know why. I, I couldn't help but read the first couple of lines of that to Milkshake by Kelly. Where's... I fucking hate it. Like, I just, like, it's, it's funny, but I really, really hate it when Q refers to his little drops I, of information oh, I love as it. crumbs. It makes him sound so dumb. That's, I mean, that's why I hate it. It's like, like you know, I want, I want them to be taking themselves super serial. So that way when I make fun of them, it like fills me up inside. But when he starts calling people wizards and warlocks and constantly refers to his information as crumbs, it's just like, it's a, yeah, it's, to the full loaf it's already. a crumb cake of truth and patriots. I don't know. So uh, I love this because it involves uh, Q11. It involves a additional auxiliary emergency number that we are going to be given to call up in case you see uh, a, like an insurrection or uh, domestic violence. Yeah, so, I was going to ask, did we, did we ever get that number? We, we, we never did get Q11. It's so weird. It's so weird that you can't dial 1711 in order to report uh, crimes by the cabal. So are you, would you go yes, as far as to say that uh, Q11 is a joke? It, it is a joke in your town. All of these things. Uh, I called Q11 yes. a long time ago. And you see all <laughs> so, the other right. listeners at home, L looked around for the Gestapo that was coming from the Q-Stapo. Yes. Um, so you, and again, they talk about how uh, this shit is happening uh, immediately watch for confirmations tomorrow. So this is November 2nd, 2017. We are now over three fucking years since this Q drop. I mean, it's just, it's so ridiculous that there's urgency. There's a tight deadline. There is a concrete thing that is going to happen and fucking none of it, none of it happens. So when you brought up that that, that, that that Q was swinging specifically for like you know yes. quote unquote tomorrow, so it would be November third, right? Yeah. I decided to to as a lark to go ahead and, and scroll through uh, the the QAnon.pub to see how many more posts that would be from the post that we have now, uh, and so until we get confirmation that like nothing did yeah. happen because Q was not talking about it, and holy shit, Q was flipping out back in the day. They're like. 30 drops in this one day. How, how does the Q fan base square uh, their their uh, Messiah's prolific posting uh, back in the day with his like total ghost town now? Like, do, do they they're, just ignore They're just it? conditioned they to it. Q, again, because Q just got so fucking lazy after this initial output that they like there are there are people who will like literally tweet out i find q silences as reassuring as his drops like they just think <laughs> oh of course they do because if they ever did not feel reassured by q's glowing presence I know. Uh, the world would fall into chaos and 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 something crazy might happen like joe <laughs> biden being democratically what the elected fuck? President. i mean yeah that, how could that ever happen i mean it's just so 
absurd the way they operate where everything Q does is good. Everything he does is righteous. So if Q posts a million times, great. If Q never posts, also great. Like you can never pin them down on anything where they'd be like, yeah, Q, Q fucked up that one. So you just have so much stuff going on in this drop and you get nothing. There's absolutely no resolution. Uh, and this is one of those drops where if you bring it up, they'll just like hand wave it away or like disinformation is necessary or yeah, we'll get Q11 sometime later. It'll be on the four year Delta. November 2nd, 2021 is when the new phone line will come in where you can call 1711 and report people for being cabal agents drinking the bloods of children. I have noticed that Q and QAnon are very good at moving their own goalposts. Oh, God. They, they, yeah, you, you, you put your back into the goalpost moving at some point. Um, so we have... Uh, it's, it's less like they have <laughs> goalposts and more like oh, they're chasing God. a snitch. All of that. So uh, we have a very quick Q drop here in 44, which again is another thing that was eminently disprovable because Q back in the day was way too fucking concrete with shit. Before POTUS departs on Friday, he will be sending an important message via Twitter. God bless. That's just uh, dumb cold reading because Trump was constantly tweeting. Right. And, 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 yeah. and for the most part, still, well, still is. Uh, although with, with periods <laughs> of darkness, crying. In and now all of his tweets literally just have a, an advisory warning on them. This man is lying about this shit. So, I mean, like... We, Twitter, Twitter notice. We only have to deal yeah. with this piece of shit for like another six weeks. Yeah, uh, stick, stick it out. It's gonna be it's so beat. awesome. Like on uh, like January twentieth at one p.m. when Twitter just bans Donald Trump from Twitter, and, and, and all of right wing media just explodes in a fit of rage when they're just like, "Yeah, he broke all of our rules, but we had this like bullshit thing where because he was president, we let him stay on the service." But now he can go fuck himself, and oh yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be absolutely great. But uh, yeah, that, that that would be a big win for all of us. I, so, I, yeah. I truly look forward to that. That, yeah, Q, that Q, glorious yeah, day. And this is the thing: is like back then, Q was like dumb and had uh, very short uh, deadline windows. Whereas, like, yeah, tomorrow Trump's gonna do the big thing, and then after he does that, he's like, oh yeah, by the way. Uh, it, now he's like, next week something might happen. Next month could be bad. I love the content of all of the drops is like, you know, especially these early drops. He's like, you know, just like November third, tomorrow, a week from now. But that has not stopped uh, Q supporters from pouncing on like every single post he's ever made with their decoder rings and their <laughs> like like spools of yarn and their like board of clues to try to decipher like when is this stuff actually happening because it couldn't be when he said it was going to happen because it didn't and there's no way he's wrong so obviously when he said tomorrow that was a code and it really meant it, yeah, exactly. exactly. we're just watching the inner workings of a cult and you never get to see this with like uh, a, a Jim Jones uh, and Jonestown because the cult is insular. We're watching the cult leader, watching Jim Jones talking to his people and everyone else outside of it is just like, no, this is, this is stupid and wrong. And it just, it's all the more mind boggling why it's growing or 
why it's still a thing because like cult leaders normally don't release all their crazy ramblings that are easily disproved. We need to get successful enough where we can have like an actual like psychologist on the show and uh, they can talk to us about what allows people to be uh, hoodwinked into these cults, especially these cults where there there's no like physical force of personality, yeah. like to intoxicate them in front of them. Like if you meet somebody who's got the juice, like like really has it, like charisma style, and you're like talking to them, like you know c- celebrities and like musicians and athletes and stuff. Those people tend to have this like sort of main right, and when you're talking to them, it becomes a little more easy to understand how somebody might buy into what they have to say because of the like social energy they're putting into it but online it's just so weird like it would be less weird if they had any evidence to back up anything like at least cryptozoology there are like people out there like faking a bunch of evidence all the time right they're just like oh bigfoot clap like like uh, footprint casts and you know we have hair and here's a picture here's a grainy video like you know the mothman got coffee at my dunks this morning nobody will believe me but here's the security footage like there's all this like doctored evidence that you can be just be like oh shit like you, you can like look into that and see but all of the all of the stuff I've seen from Q, there's no, there's no like evidence to support it. They just say a thing, and then other people online are just like, "Yeah, I believe what this guy's saying for no yeah, reason." And the, like and the number one, of the number one moves in the cult playbook is isolating their followers from the rest of the world and their families, and the QAnon followers do that to themselves, and that is so bizarre. With, with like Om Shinrikyo, uh, Jim Jones, I can't remember the name of that cult, uh, and like the Branch Davidians, they isolated themselves in remote locations and the QAnon followers engage constantly. Well, the big thing about QAnon is that it's proselytizing. Like it, you, at, once you have become a member of QAnon, you must recruit more people in order to help trigger the Great Awakening. So they, like, they have a very uh, Mormon esque, uh, Jehovah's Witness esque kind of way where you have to go out and get people. You have to go out and get more people. Yeah. So, like, you kind of lock yourself in your room to get pilled. But then after you've had like your four or five hours of daily brainwashing, you got to go like harass and annoy your family. You got to go be like an annoying fucking piece of shit to your coworkers. You got to, you got to be out in meat space, like working it and hustling. Because if you don't convince enough people that Lady Gaga drinks the blood of children, then no one's going to stop her from fucking doing it. So you have that duality where you have the cult, but you also have the need to grow the cult. And it's our, like our core belief of the movement that you got to red pill more people. You got to, you got to swell the ranks or else uh, the antichrist will rise up and Joe Biden will actually win this election. Yeah, I get that. I, I just, I just that like, so I understand that like a big point, a, a big point of like Q's, you know, sort of, like web of expected behaviors is to go out there and, and stump for uh, Q and to, and to bring more people into the fold. I mean, pretty much every cult slash religion has that sort of aspect to it. I would just really like to, to have somebody break down to me, like the specifics of what makes it possible for people to get like sucked in so mm-hmm. deep via the internet. I mean, like the, like 
the internet's changing everything, and it looks like we're watching it literally change the face of cult, right? Like, like one of these things that like nobody's really thinking of when the, the thing about all the stuff the internet is changing, but like the QAnon phenomenon might be the sort of thing that people will look back on in the future is like this touchstone is like, this is when stuff sort of changed in terms of like what the internet could do for like a cult like group. Right. Because like of the, of how fast it spread and how like high into the levels of government it has spread so quickly. It's just like really fast. It's like, like QAnon sucks in like their messaging and all that, but QAnon is still eminently fascinating. I, yeah, I have, have to wonder if it's it. It like, truly the perfect storm wave of uh the internet uncertain times a racially charged demagogue as president and then uh a little bit of just well i mean i i, I trump, trump trump making his way into office oh. had to be the little bit of spice that made it like you know it had to be like the spark that lit it up right i mean the, I, I don't think there's any sort of like there's certainly no coincidence between the fact that Q showed up after Trump was elected to president. Right. Cause the, the prevailing theory for what, like what it started as is literally just like, Hey, our racist guy made it to the president of the United States. So we're going to start like a fucking LARP or an ARG online about him or people in his cabinet feeding a secret government info so that we can protect the world from the yeah. safety of our computers at home. QAnon, uh, the cult of personality, but the cult else. leader put the personality on someone else, at the, the literal president of the United States, and just used that personality for his cryptic, like, gnostications. Uh, People are probably going to yell at me for saying this, and, like, and take it in the spirit as it is intended, please. But... I feel like it would be interesting to compare like Q and the people that support Q side by side with Bernie and the people that support Bernie. Like not that I'm saying that Bernie Sanders is the devil like Trump is. I'm also not saying that Bernie supporters are bad people like a lot of the QAnon folks are. Uh, I'm not even saying that Bernie supporters, uh, Bernie supporters are dumb the way I think that general QAnon supporters are. I'm just saying that they're both as, uh, as, uh, as uh, Sarge said, uh, cults of personality, like, but focused on somebody else, right? Where it seems like, like the at least, at least Bernie seems like he's doing it himself to to himself and for himself. But Q had Q's like the hype man. He's like the Paul Bearer to Trump's Undertaker, where Trump doesn't say or do or acknowledge anything, but Paul Bearer's out there with like the urn, like moving around and being like, "Ooh, my presidency!" And like you know, stuff like God. <laughs> uh, I will accept all fan art submissions of that, so that'd be incredible. But. uh it is very interesting that Q just took Trump and made him the centerpiece of this cult. And by the same token, like Michael Flynn is grifting the shit out of this. And he's like the second tier below Trump. And Jeff Sessions tried to like horn in on this action when he was running for uh, Senate in, Ar in Alabama. There are people who don't were not a part of this thing, did not start it that now get to like riff off of it because it used them as like touchstones for the movement. And also one thing that I, I brought up a long, long time ago is that QAnon is a uh, kind of evil based um, religion because in the Bible and the Quran and all these other movements, the first 
thing they talk about is God and God doing all kinds of awesome stuff. So like you, the yeah, so like open on right. God. Whereas like awesome. QAnon opened up with like Hillary is bad and we're going to get her. So it's like it'd be like opening up the Bible and being like the devil is a piece of shit and here is how the devil is going to get what's coming to him. <laughs> and it's just kind of like it's weird that like QAnon was like centered on Hillary at the jump and then was like oh yeah, by the way, we have a hero the president who's going to handle the devil that is Hillary. And so, yeah, it's very strange that the, like the main character of QAnon is not Q it's actually Trump, which is like why these people are like stroking out because they know they have like 40 odd days left of pretending that this whole dumb LARP could actually happen and that like they'll be able to keep having the fun times after all of that stuff uh, arises. So it's going to be very interesting. Oh, it's going to be very interesting on that front, but having a cult of personality where the cult leader defers is strange. It's a very unique thing. I've and- never heard of anything else like it. And I mean, I, I amateur level research cults i i won't I'm like amateur and that I, I read about them and do some research it, it, there's nothing like it it is a decentralized cult and that just shouldn't work yeah the the, the, the community has to keep themselves hyperactive and hyper motivated and engaged in order for it to work in order for them to keep it going they have to like kind of self-motivate and Thankfully for them, they because Trump is always on Twitter and he's always on television and he's this like just this uh, personality that just sucks the oxygen out of the room. They can always see their hero around them in some way, shape or form, and they can just like use that as sustenance to keep themselves going. And then when you're in QAnon, you get to find out what his misspellings in his tweets actually mean and when he like... Yeah, what is, oh, what the, is the, if we did a Kafefe episode, there'd be like seven different theories and it would take us three hours. I mean, the, I mean, the, we absolutely. Oh, shit. I mean, but put, put it on the oh, list. Yeah. Well, we can do a fucking Kafefe episode. I mean, it's just, but the, 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 this is the kind of things that like QAnon's all about is just getting hopelessly lost in the weeds. I mean, it, it like, it's the difference between like a, like a MAGA person and a QAnon person. Um, watching the same thing get like two totally different reactions to something like a MAGA person sees Trump, like do something, make a misspelling and it's nothing to them. The QAnon person immediately starts like digging in and freaking out. Whereas like uh, when you're watching like a show like the Mandalorian or a show that has like a deep lore that was already built into it, like, when we're playing, when you, when us playing Cyberpunk 2077, we've never dug into the game. So like when these characters show up, we're not going to freak out the way people that know the lore are going to freak out when like last week, when the, when that Jedi is like, where's grand Admiral Thrawn? Like all the hardcore star Wars fans were like, Oh shit, Thrawn. Was- and like, the casual people are like, meh, Thrawn, huh? What? Huh? Spoiler warning, Mandalorian. Spoiler yeah, yeah. Warning. It, was a, it was a week ago. You've got, you had a week. Eat crap. Yeah. Why do you think all of my pop culture references are like 20 years old or more, Mike? 
To avoid spoilers. You, uh, the, the, the Adventures in Hell World podcast is a strict one-week uh, spoiler. Uh, Holy shit. Hey, if you're, if you're waiting until the end of the season, the Binge of Mandalorian, go fuck yourself. This is fucking e- easy for Mike to say. He is A, immune to spoilers, and B, just started watching The Mandalorian. Now he's up here talking about The Mandalorian like he's a fucking old salt. It's like... Where, where, where were you in the good old days of last year when it I, was, I was born Mike, in Star you Wars? You merely poser. adopted it. Oh, I'm a oh, yeah. I didn't see Star Trek dark. until I was an adult. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to try and do drop number forty-five? It looks. No, I think we. No, I think we should probably just roll into listener questions. We 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 we, we sort of got onto that long jag about sort of like the 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 man behind the curtain and the you know the mechanizations of uh fucking mechanizations the machinations of of the of the the q movement and how yeah. interesting it was as a cult so uh i feel like we have like 15 or 20 minutes before we hit our target uh, yeah, to for, go ahead and do some, some anyway. uh, listener questions yeah, yeah. oh it, it just, yeah well i mean they're all fucking boring this, this, this is the part of the Q timeline that Mike insists is, is juicy and great, but they've they've all been awful for the past. Like like after after the introduction of the storm, uh, like everything else has just been like hot. Yes, I mean, I guess Q one one was incredible. That was awesome. I mean, Q one one is awesome, but like to get to Q one one, you had to go through like a bunch of different drops that are just like so what, a, a single sentence of gibberish. Like I like I like pickles on my turkey sandwich. So hey, good speed, we're, we're sticking to. Like straight up, the Q drops until what seventy six? No, seventy two. Seventy two. But seventy two is when the story ends. The, L- when the initial story of Q ends. L brings it up. So one through seventy two is over five days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just buck wild, right? It's like we just went almost a month without him saying anything. Back in the day, that dude was like he he was Trump. He was just fucking like addicted to his phone. Just long. Some of, well, some of them were chance. very long. And, and three times in those seventy two, he he says goodbye, cruel world. Four three times, he's like, I got to go back to my home planet. So like, even while, yeah. And maybe the person, so maybe maybe Q is actually just one person, and they have like an actual mental disorder or something. Because this seems like some fucking like crazy, uh, like just obsessive behavior. Like crazy is in like a lot of, not like me disparaging the mentally ill. Like this seems like an abundance of abnormal behavior. Because sometimes, like you know, we've talked about it before. He'll just be like, and that's that. Like you are the real heroes, cue out, and he'll drop the mic, and then it will be like the next cue drop will be like three minutes later, cue sprinting back onto the stage and scooping up the mic <laughs> and just be like, and another thing. <laughs> oh God, I'm, I'm scrolling through. Some of these get a little wild, but yeah, uh, it's it's the, the the thing the thing I just love about it is that like it's just this constant build up. And then the payoff in 72 where he's like, fuck you idiots is just so perfect. And it's like, you just look at all of it and you're like, how, how does anyone still buy in after, after how it all ends? It would be, I mean, it's just like finding out about like the shit last season of Game of Thrones and then just being like, okay, time to plow through all of it anyways. And it's like, but you know the payoff is bad. So why are you doing this to yourself? And they're just like, well, I don't care. Yeah, just got nothing better to do. I got like eighty hours to kill him during uh, lockdown. So 
and hopefully, ho- hopefully, much like Game of Thrones, the final season of the Trump presidency will be so bad that it ruins the rest of it forever and just completely makes it yeah. all vanish out of the cultural mind. Just like the zeitgeist is not going to slowly move past the Trump presidency like it does for a lot of stuff. It is going to fucking completely abandon it and then poochie its way back to its home planet. And like that is what happened to Game of Thrones. Fucking nobody talks about Game of Thrones anymore. That was the biggest show on earth. It was bananas. And then they fumbled it so hard. It's like it's like in football. It's if you strip sack someone and then the ball exploded into 30 footballs and each one generated its own player and they all ran into the opposing touchdown like end zone for touchdowns. It was just like it wasn't just a pick <laughs> six, it was a pick six hundred. Like Game of Thrones just fucked up so badly yeah, that, that it is dead. That dragon understood complex so metaphors, crazy. and I that's mean, why it burned up the throne. I mean, it's just uh, oh, uh, I prefer to believe that the dragon was just w- w- like saw his mommy with a knife in her, and then attacked the knifey chair because he thought it killed her. That is a, that is a much cooler take. Like everyone's just like, wow, the dragons are so smart. It's like, no, the dragons are dumb as fuck. It thinks that that. Sword that that that, that chair yeah, made out of swords is killing its mommy. Yeah. Yo, but where the hell were these dragons? Where was all this dragon interest all the other time? The hey! Tazo was stabbing Daenerys yeah. and the ghost. Oh, all right, your right. question. <laughs> Sarge of the Crush. <laughs> Anyhow, I just don't uh, want to talk about Game of Thrones anymore. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Fucking dragon just watching them bow down through a window, and as soon as they leave the bed, the dragon just breathes fire all over the bed. Yes, the dragon just hates furniture. So, Kaz Epic, uh, American flag fire emoji, rose emoji, bald eagle emoji, uh, says uh, one, if you had to guess, how many QAnon believers do you think there are in the United States? And two, do you think uh, Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood are 100% grifters or are they genuinely believing in what they're doing? Telling people to boycott the runoffs in Georgia makes no sense. Grift all the way. So, grift. I think Lynn Wood is a grifter. Uh, I think Sidney Powell's like totally pilled. Like she, I think she's pilled, but she also knows she's grifting. Like she understands that like what she's doing is making her the bucks but I think she honestly believes in it. She's like, someone brought it up like uh, a couple weeks ago that she's like the Orly Tates of this movement. Like she's the, yeah. like Yeah, totally. Orly Tates was the, in case you don't know who she was, she was the lady who filed all the lawsuits claiming Obama was illegitimate to be president because he was born in Africa and just got laughed out of court by everybody. But like Fox News and whoever would just like put a microphone in front of her and let her like just spin her yarns about birtherism. And so it's like there comes a point like Lynn Wood, he actually put WWG1, WWGA in his, uh, his Twitter bio. This guy knows what he's doing. He is absolutely sucking up to the worst scum of, of humanity to make a buck off of them. And the thing that's really funny is if you look at any court transcripts, he's like sharp. He like thinks on his feet. He's able to come up with, with answers for judges. Sydney Powell is just an absolute block of wood. She is so bad at everything that I really just feel like she's a hyper-pilled lawyer who uh, I don't exactly know who conned who between Powell and Flynn because she became his lawyer. 
But like, it would absolutely be a thing where like Flynn was like, can I find a lawyer who believes in QAnon and will help me run this scam? And then he found her or he found her and was just like, this lawyer lady, I don't know if I could put one over on her or make her believe in QAnon and it'd be Pilder or if like she came to hand and did it. But like she's been on this stuff for forever. She, t- she Before this recount shit, she was talking about Anthony Weiner's laptop and FBI agents growing up when they saw what was on it. So she knows she is a person from QAnon. Absolutely. And now. So you, so you, so you believe you believe him to be like a like a true grifter, yeah, and her to be like a she's pill grifting, sidekick. but she believes she. I, I think she's one hundred percent in it. And then on the the amount of QAnon believers, I don't know if you look at the high grifters follower counts on Twitter. If that means anything, there's unfortunately several hundred thousand, which is small but large. I I don't think there's a million, maybe. I mean, I, I would be surprised if there were more than like a few hundred thousand like dedicated, like actually like online really doing the work Q Anon supporters, like the people that are out there just like really hitting the pavement. But I mean, unfortunately, there are just like millions and millions of people that are in the in the right mindset and, uh, you know, political party to get uh, afflicted with the, the lesser version of that uh, madness disease to the point where they're just like, they're not your your regular Q supporter, but uh, you know they they do believe in a lot of what Q's messaging is. Yeah, like and, and then a general the election was rigged and blah blah blah. But they're not. They don't think they don't. They don't get the whole thing about yeah. drinking the blood of fear filled children and that shit. So. Yeah, they don't know what adrenochrome is, but they do know that like one of their cousins told them that this Q person says the election was rigged, and because that's a reality, I mean, they're, they'd rather they're out in, there they're in our group chat. It. I've sent you guys the the houses. I, I've driven by two houses that have QAnon bullshit in their front yard. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Chairman Walkman is going to pepper us a little bit, and uh, the first question is uh, favorite kind. Of- Quick fire, quick, 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 quick fire of these, and we'll just, right, we'll just rattle ready. off, off the of top immediate answers. Uh, I guess brownies. Okay, unless milkshakes count, in which Hot case milkshakes. Sundays. Boom, nailed it. Uh, if reading a manual makes one an expert, what are y'all experts in? Any number of video games from the nineties. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, agreed. Role playing games of all kinds and lots of board games. I, I would be. I am actually an expert in Settlers of Catan, but I've read the manual also, so I could pass on that level. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I too would consider myself an expert of, oh, of the board game Catan, as it is now known. Uh, but I, like, I also don't really consider it having a manual, like, right? Because <laughs> several sure pieces of outdated military equipment, game. communications. Uh, equipment. <laughs> Okay, so um, finally, this was the secret message he sent me, Ooh. which was uh, uh, yeah, it, it, the best part about secret messages that people send you is that they definitely want you to say their <laughs> name. Yeah, and yeah, he, he, he knew he knew he knew he knew the, he knew the game. He knew the risks. 
Uh, but anyways, he says, I was wondering what dunking on QAnon folks actually accomplishes. And he, he's, he prefaces by saying that he was trying to be like respectful. Uh, as much as I can conceive, it's cathartic and entertaining. But is it productive? Some people respond to a push like your anecdote regarding 9-11 trutherism. But for a hydra like Q, do you think it, you feel it could snap some people out of it? Um, dunking on QAnon and vis-a-vis its goodness. I think of this kind of in a uh, twofold way. On the one hand, I think that telling people what QAnon is ahead of time is incredibly important to be proactive and to get word out about what this movement is and what they believe in. It's very important because when people walk into it blind and don't understand it and you let the person who's pilling them frame it as we're just saving children. We're just all about good Christian values. We just love God and love America. Like that kind of introduction to QAnon is much uh, more enticing than uh, people like me on the internet being like, these people think that Hollywood is drinking the blood of fear babies and uh, they believe in a phone number called Q11 and all of that kind of stuff. Like ridicule is an important tool against a movement like QAnon. And so that's like the first kind of layer. And the second layer is, I think it's important for people that know this exists to know that there are people out there reporting on it and engaging on it and letting everyone know that, yes, this is being monitored. We know what these people are saying and we know if it's dangerous or not. And uh, we can run it up the flagpole if like we as citizens see this shit because Lord knows what the Trump government has done vis-a-vis monitoring these assholes. And if you could ever have any faith in them, because according to Trump, they like me, so how bad can they be? Which is uh, the worst possible worldview to take about QAnon. Um, to, and the, oh, go ahead. And I'm sorry. And the final thing is, uh, and, and my greatest achievement on this on this miserable rock we all live on, I have had four separate people DM me and tell me that like I helped get them out of QAnon. That like reading my shit in some way, shape, or form allowed them to take that step towards reality again. And they got out of it because of that. So, like, I never had any hope to achieve that because I see myself as a preventative measure than a recovery measure. Because getting someone out of a movement like this, getting someone out of a cult is incredibly time consuming and incredibly difficult. But the fact that I was able to accidentally do that for four people is just like carve it on my tombstone. Got four people out of QAnon. I mean, that's that's my greatest achievement. So like on that level, like I have seen that I've had success on some level in some way. I know just in the small amount of time I've been doing it, just dunking on them online. I don't do it as much as you. Uh, it's fun. And it's a good stress relief. Obviously enough people reported Julian's rum to finally get him kicked off that Twitter had to pay attention to their own policies. But in my personal life, I know that my partner was talking to someone and by me dunking on QAnon, uh, they were able to recognize and know that this person they were uh, potentially going to do business with was using QAnon talking points and uh, get out in front of them a little and just be like, hey, you're maybe following into QAnon or falling into QAnon. So that's... I, I accidentally muted myself. Uh, for my part, like my, my personal answer on this is that, you know, I'm no QAnon expert, right? M- Mike's already got that covered. 
uh, and you know, Mike had been putting out content there and like fighting the good fight and doing all that shit, uh, just, just fine by himself. Uh, but like when Mike approached me, uh, to join this podcast, he was looking for somebody to bring like a little, like sort of madcap wacky, like, you know, fun, funny energy. Like I need, I need a, I need a comedic style co-host, somebody who's like not afraid to be funny and liberal and like, isn't going to talk shit about Joe Biden all the time stuff like that. Um, so I guess for I guess for my money, uh, like, like what good does dunking on QAnon do? Well, I'm not here to do good by dunking on QAnon, except for as part of this like group of people that I've associated with, like attach myself to, like Mike and Sarge, where you know our product, the this podcast, hopefully will do a little bit of good in the world, which is why we always you know we make a big point about joking about shilling for ourselves, and we do always ask people to contribute to the Patreon if they can. But we also always put in that reference to love146.org. Uh, we'd really rather, you know, if, if people have money to give and they don't want to give it to us, we really do want them to give it to a good cause because, like, we're we're not lying about this shit. But at the same time, like, me personally, like, even though I'm part of a product that we hope is doing good, I'm not really here to do good. I dunk on QAnon because it is part of, uh, like, A, it feels good. It makes me feel good and I like doing it. Uh, B, it's part of my... I guess character is like a wrong like way to phrase it because I'm not really putting on much of an air when I'm on the show. Like this is kind of just sort of who I am, but sort of like my role within the show is like like sort of would require me to go on and do a little dunking myself. Otherwise, what the fuck am I good for? And also, like I, I'm not I'm not above saying it. Like the the Q shit is hot right now. We do a Q related podcast. Hopefully that gets enough ears and or eyes on us at some point where like we can start, you know, making content, either content about Q or content about something else in a way that like is sustainable financially for us to like, you know, put a little extra money in our pocket. And the dream, of course, would be to like live off of it. So like I'm not here to lie to the audience. I'm not going to tell the audience that like I'm here is like one of the standard bearers of like democracy against tyranny or like the right against the wrong or whatever like i'm literally just here dunking on cue because it's the job i have on the podcast it makes me feel good and I'd <laughs> also like in, in like ideal dream world QAnon goes away but conspiracy theorists conspiracy theories and dangerous ideas are never gonna go away um dangerous ideas isn't what i wanted to say but like cult yeah, you're thinking of Dangerous Minds. The so we, Michelle we can talk about other dumb shit anytime if QAnon goes away. Oh, if if QAnon felt as people people have like said to me like, what happens if QAnon goes away? What are you gonna do then? And I'm like, well, if you've ever wanted to look at all the weird fucking assholes that have been all about the Illuminati on YouTube, boy howdy, can I show you like years and years of content? We can go over every Super Bowl halftime show and how it's all a ritual. Oh, shut the, shut the fuck up, Mike. You know that the second Q dries up, you're going to transition this to a JFK podcast. I was doing that joke for you. I'm going to JFK assassination every week. It's going to be... You're going to change your Twitter name to Poker and Head Explosions. And... Oh, uh, Poker and the Magic Bullet. The Head Explosions might be a little tactless, but... No, but I mean, like, oh, yeah, oh, so I, oh, I could, oh, I absolutely could do months and months of Kennedy-based content. I mean, I have said this to people uh, before that, like, QAnon is a side job to me. The JFK assassination is my jam. And, like, 
because the Kennedy assassination happened in ancient, in ancient antiquity, back before men, when men stole fire from the gods. And I got into uh, that stuff when I was in high school and I'm in my forties now I've had decades of like looking into that and research and QAnon's only been around for about three years now. So like, there's no way you could have like the, the, the breadth of knowledge that I have about this new thing, the way I have about the old thing. So yeah, I could, <laughs> I could spin that yarn for in fucking perpetuity. I mean, I would, uh, in general, like the Illuminati is what got me in the QAnon, which is why like that would be kind of like my default to like stay on the kind of a right wing. Oh, that's funny yes. because the Illuminati you, is what got me into the You did the better cabal. than me because you uh, you made it. You're 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 big time. You're you're eating babies and cashing checks, whereas I am not eating babies and not cashing checks. Yeah, we just got a new uh, six foot freezer in, so I can, you know, keep a, a nice big stockpile of adrenaline. I'm making baby. To get me I'm making the, baby uh, stock today. It's an all day process. I'm just melting down babies, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's not going to be making baby kebab though, because that is uh, illegal. <laughs> uh, at least. At least we have a contract warning. Once Biden get in, <laughs> babies back on the menu. So I mean, uh, babies uh, are back on the menu. You heard yeah. it here first. All right. I feel. I feel like we uh we we got through our, our listener questions. I feel like we had like a, a decent enough uh yeah. a decent enough little pod this week. And uh, also, Night City beckons to me, the owner of an Xbox. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, you go ahead so, and lead uh, us out, Mike. Yeah. Uh, again, um, Patreon.com/slash/PokerPolitics. Love146.org. Um, the Georgia runoffs. Uh, please try to help the world in any way that you can. And uh, beyond that. Um, you find you can always always find me at Poker Politics on Twitter and at Haps.tv. Uh, going to do a live stream tonight and uh, stop being lazy on the Hapseries, as it were. And beyond uh, beyond all that, you can find these two fine fellows at uh, Hell World L and Hell World Sarge with a Q instead of an O in World on Twitter. And I think that handles all of our uh, contact information. So I will now uh, toss the ball back to L for our er organic sign-off. Oh, I'm ready. And then, and then I'm gonna fucking spike that shit into the dirt, into the in the good way, like the volleyball way. Like M Mike is setting it for me, and I am dramatically leaping into the air in slow motion with my hand outstretch, about to serve it or strike it right over the net. And then we're gonna fucking. Uh, organically do our, our, our sign off that we do every week, totally organically with no need for a countdown, but I do it anyway because it fills me up inside. Uh, and that's going to happen right now. Everybody counting down three, two, one, good speed. Adrian. Is it the internet or do you guys just always like behind me for the bit? I don't get it. Are you trying to? Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry 
So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.